I'm not going to deny it. I've made life a living hell for my stepfather. Now that I'm 20 years old and ready to start my first year of college, I have enough perspective to look back on those times with a sympathetic gaze, realizing how difficult it must have been for the guy to deal with such a bratty twink. That's not to say that I'm a complete goody-two-shoes now. Far from it. I just happen to actually be sorry for my mistakes these days instead of totally oblivious of them. Regardless, when it comes to bad choices, I seem to have a supernatural knack for fucking up. A psychologist would probably identify me with textbook self-destructive behavior, but no psychologist has ever been around long enough to make the diagnosis thanks to my perchant for never showing up the few times I've tried. Suffice to say, late night rides home from the cops and educational suspensions were a big part of my life growing up, a situation made even more awkward by the fact that many of my step-uncles were police officers. I've come to realize that if it weren't for this connection with the law, things probably would have turned out much worse for me. Like I said though, times have changed and these days, I'm trying my best to stay on the right path. I've been tempted by late night parties and some recreational drugs here and there, and sure I've slipped up a few times, but that's why I've now brought in the big guns in the form of my best friend Alex. Alex is the one person in my life that will simultaneously love me unconditionally and yet has no problem telling me exactly how it is. She's never had the same wild side that I do, yet somehow we've remained friends for over a decade now. Despite Alex helping me out and having my back countless times before, this is the first time that I've ever approached her with the specific request of advice and guidance. I'd like to see it as a sign of maturity. Instead of an intervention from my friends, I'm intervening on myself. Just so you know, I'm picking up the tab for lunch today, I tell her immediately as we sit down on the patio at our favorite Santa Monica restaurant, the cool sea breeze blowing through her hair and sending a pleasant chill across my skin. Alex looks at me from over her sunglasses, already skeptical of this achingly small symbol of my newfound responsibility. You didn't forget your wallet somewhere, or need me to cover you because it's not payday yet? I nod. You mean to tell me, Alex continues, that for the first time in our lives, you, Lance Tyler, are going to pick up the tab. I nod again, and then lean back in my chair, settling in. I've got it. Alex finally accepts this and smiles at the waitress as she brings her waters and takes our drink orders. When the waitress finally leaves, I take a deep breath and then cut right to the chase. So I've been trying to make some changes, I explain. College starts next month and you know this is a big deal for me. I just need to get my shit together. Alex looks skeptical. And what makes this any different from the last time you were getting your shit together or the time before that? I love you, but it always ends up the same way. How's that, I ask. With you calling me at two in the morning, crying and asking to come pick you up, Alex says, blunt but loving. I know you, Lance. Fair enough, I say, but that's why I wanted to talk to you. I don't want this to be like last time. I really want to turn things around. Alex sighs. You know what that's going to take? She asks flatly. Here's what it's going to take. No more lame guys, no more drinking, no more parties, and you're going to have to get a part-time job, or at least borrow some money from your parents so you can get away from those loser roommates. 